Morning, guys. Um, my name's Ben. I'm the team leader here at Ivy Kingsway. If you've not been baptised, if you've made a decision to follow Jesus and you've not followed up by being baptised, please get in touch uh, because we just, we, I mean, baptisms, aren't baptisms absolutely the best thing in the calendar, right? So good. So please do get in touch. Please do sign up because we want you to, we want you to get baptised. We want you to be part of this journey with us. Um, we're in a series at the moment called Daring Faith, The Key to Miracles. And it has been an epic six weeks. Our hope at the beginning was that we would see God do miracles in this church. That's what we prayed. That's what we said right at the start that we were expecting to see happen. And it's been wonderful because I get all the emails that tell me all the stories. And I realise that you guys probably don't get as many emails as me telling you all the stories. But the stories that I have heard have been Phenomenal, and I wish I could share them all, but I've heard about people who have been healed. I've heard about people who have stepped out and they've seen God provide for them financially in, in amazing ways. So many people have seen God provide for them with money. I, I've heard stories about people who have been given new jobs or been given promotions. I've heard stories about people who have stepped out and not known what the next step would be, but trusting God that he's going to lead them into that next step. I've heard stories about people who have said, if you give me the opportunity, I'm willing to speak up and share something of my faith. And then all of a sudden they get the, the whole of their work listening to them sharing the gospel. It's just been opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. In this service, over the last five weeks, we've had 18 people make decisions to follow Jesus. Like, praise God, right? It's just phenomenal. So I want, right now, if in the last five weeks, if God has done something incredible in your life, I'd love it if you could just as a testimony, just stick your hand up, just so we can see how many people God has been doing things in. It's absolutely amazing. Look at all the hands that are going up around the place. God has been doing so much in this series. And so today we're going to be, we're going to be finishing, we're going to be wrapping up. And I believe that um, it's only going to become more so. God's only going to be doing more. Next week is Easter. And Easter is just, it's the biggest party I think we have all year. It's going to be phenomenal. And this one is going to be bigger. It's going to be better than any that I can remember. So if you're here and you're visiting, I really want to encourage you to come back next week. We've got the, the details of what's going on should be on the screen behind me. And we want you to, to not miss out. And we don't want any of your friends to miss out. We want everybody here to be inviting people because it's going to be funny. It's going to be profound. Um, Anthony's going to dress up in a funny costume, so we'll get a giggle at his expense as well. Anthony is the leader of all the Ivy movement. And so make sure that you come back next week and bring a friend because it's not going to be one to miss out. So let's wrap up. Let's continue with this series. And the message today is daring to come and go. Daring to come and go. And I want to, to kick off today with a little philosophy. And I know you're thinking it's Sunday morning, it's too early for philosophy. Uh, but, but go, come with me. Let's go, go with me. Um, and maybe to help you, I want you to use your imagination. So imagine that you're already a philosopher. This is already natural to you. Uh, and you're at a, an incredible coffee bar and you're wearing your best tweed jacket and you've got a well-oiled moustache, whether you're a man or a woman, that could be, that could be true. And uh, you've got your pipe, 
and um, you're there with all of your philosophy buddies and you've been debating, I don't know, Siberian poetry or something random and obscure and asking these questions. And, and one of your philosophy mates turns around to you and he says, how would you describe existence? What? Like, what kind of a question? Who would ask that question? We're normally talking about football. So, hey, this is the philosophy we're using our imagination. He says, how would you describe existence? Like, what's the meaning of life? That's really what he's asking. What's the meaning of life? And um, you're a philosopher, so you rack your brain because you want a really good answer. You're like, life, is life like, is life like a candle? No, that's rubbish. Um, is life like a winding road? No, that's Cheryl Crow. Uh, a box of chocolates, like, and you're like, oh, I need, I need a good metaphor. Uh, and you're racking your brain, you can't think of anything, and then all of a sudden, it clicks, and you remember the most famous philosopher of all time, this guy called Plato. And you think, yes, anything by Plato is going to be good. And here, Plato describes life as being like a cave. So you turn around to your friends and you say, come in and imagine you were in a cave and everything was dark. You guys have got a great imagination. <laughs> imagine you were in a cave, everything was dark and we were all chained and we spent our lives facing a wall. And on that wall, we could see the reflection of everything that was around us. Behind us is a fire. And in front of the fire, all day, walk different animals and different people. And we see their shadows appear on the screen in front of us. And what we see is hard to decipher. It's hard to make out exactly what it is but we live this life seeing the reflection of all the things in front of us. And this is what we know of the world. But then imagine one day, one of us suddenly realizes that their chains had been opened and they stood up and they walked to the mouth of the cave and they came out and they walked into the light. And at first it hurt their eyes but gradually they saw life as it really is. Life in full colour. They saw the trees, they saw the mountains. They smelt the smells for the first time and it was bold, it was bright, it was visceral. And as they're out and they're standing and they're looking at this incredible world, all of a sudden they would realise that they had a choice. A choice to make. Because while they're out seeing the light, experiencing a technicolor creation, their friends are still in the cave. What should they do? You see, if they go back in the cave, how do they explain this to people who have always lived in shadows? How do they describe a technicolored life to somebody who's only seen darkness and reflections?
Now in Plato's story, he describes that person going back in the cave and telling people, and they couldn't understand, and they didn't get it. And I think that if I was with my philosophy buddies telling them this story, I would finish with a question. And it's the same question that I want us to look at today. It's the same question I want us to think about all the way through. And it's this, in the story of the cave, where do you see yourself? Where are you? And where do you think you would like to be? In a moment, we're gonna read one of Jesus's most famous parables. And within this story, he gives us two commands, two, two invitations, perhaps. He says, come, and he says, go. In fact, all through Jesus' ministry, you can pretty much summarize everything Jesus has to say to you with those two words, come and go. To the hurting, to the confused, to the broken, to the frustrated, to the guilty, to the depressed, Jesus says, come. He says, come. He says, it doesn't matter who you are, you can come. He says, it doesn't matter what you've done, you can come. He says, it doesn't matter how dark your cave has been, just come. Can we close our eyes for a moment? Listen to this verse. Listen to these words of Jesus. And as I say them, I want you to just picture Jesus' face. However you imagine him to be, it's okay. Just picture Jesus and imagine him speaking these words to you. Jesus says this. If you are tired from carrying heavy burdens, come to me and I will give you rest. What are you carrying today? that's too heavy for you. Jesus says, I wanna help you carry your load. If you're stressed today, if you're frustrated today, Jesus is saying, I wanna help you carry those burdens. Come to me. I wanna take time right here in the service for the Holy Spirit to just meet with us. And I believe that he really wants to. Jesus invites you to leave your shadows behind and enter the light. Jesus invites you to leave the chains behind. He invites you to be transformed and he invites you to come. Uh, feel free to open your eyes. Jesus' first invitation for every single one of us is come to me. But, but then, when you have come to him, when your life has been transformed, when you have been healed, when you've been made whole, he changes the verb. And he says, now go. Now go. Luke 7.50, Jesus says, your faith has saved you, now go. It's like he's saying, you're in the light, you've seen life can be different, you've allowed me to bring you out of here, 
but there are people back there. So go. So go. You might be enjoying your freedom, but others aren't. And all through the Bible, this message comes again and again and again and again. It's a message of go. Noah, go, build an ark. Abraham, go to a new land, and I'm going to give it all to you. Moses, go back to, Israel, go back to Egypt and save the Israelites. He says to Israel, go. He says to Jacob, go. He says to Gideon, go. He says to Paul, go. He says to David, go. In the Bible, there's a story of a prophet called Isaiah and Isaiah stands. He says, Lord, here am I, send me. Guess what God says to him? Go. <laughs> he says, go. That was an easy one. <laughs> he says, go. The Bible isn't just a great story. It's not just a great book. It's a mission manual telling you to go. We're going to look at this passage now. It's in the book of Luke. Luke is like this eyewitness account of somebody who wants to know everything that happened about Jesus. It's this account of Jesus' life. If you've got a Bible, turn to chapter 14. And in this story, Jesus is speaking to a great big crowd. And he's talking to them about eternity. And he describes it as a party. He's like, this is going to be the biggest party you've ever seen. It's going to be phenomenal. There's going to be food. It's going to go on forever and ever. And, and you're invited. Uh, it makes me think of that office scene. And you're invited. And you're invited. And you're invited. And, and you're invited. It's not like that. It's like everyone's invited. Everyone is invited to this party. So let's see what happens. Um, Jesus says this. He says, a very powerful and generous man prepared a great banquet and invited many prominent guests. When it was ready, he sent his servant to go and tell those invited to come, for everything is now ready. But they began to make excuses. The first said, I've, I've just bought a field and I must go see it. Excuse me. Another said, I've just acquired five pairs of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out, so excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, I can't come. When the servant reported this, the owner of the estate became angry and he told his servant, go quickly into the streets and alleys of our city and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame as my guests. The servant said, master, we've already done this, but there's still more room for more in your banquet. So the master then says, now go out of the city to the roads and the country lanes. Go everywhere and invite everyone to come so that my house will be full. I promise you this, not one of those people who ignored my invitation will ever get to taste what I prepared for them. Now I want you to notice three important things in this story. The first one is pretty obvious and that's people say no. We're English. We always know people are going to say no. You give anybody a choice of anything, somebody's going to say no. Jesus is telling his followers, people are always going to say no. That they're going to reject his invitation. And when they reject his invitation, they're going to regret it. He says people will reject it and then they'll regret it. And those people who reject it will totally miss out. They'll absolutely miss out. And notice like the excuses people gave, they're not, they're not the best excuses, if, if we're honest. They're a, little bit, they're a little bit rubbish. 
The first guy is like, I can't come because I just bought some land. Like, where's it going? It'll be there the next day, I imagine. Like, he, why? He could, have, he could have gone another day. So he's like, I'm not going. It's a dumb excuse. The second guy is like, I've got some oxen. Like, that's a, it's a business asset. Think of it as that. Like, he's just got some new equipment for his office. He's got a, an iPad Pro or something. I don't know. He's got some new equipment that is probably going to bring him in some money. And he's like, I want to just go and check on my business first. And the third guy says, I just got married. There's always going to be people. There's always going to be relationships which are going to stand in the way of the banquet. And the master says, if you're a servant... Your job is to bring in more guests. So really, I think these guests are making a significant choice. What they're asking themselves is, what is the most important thing right now? What's my most important thing right now? And if we look at them, they chased after salary. They chased after status. And they chased after sex. And they missed the celebration. None of those paths were going to lead them to the fulfillment that they wanted. And we know that. We found that when we've chased after those things ourselves and we get to the end and we find actually they're empty. That they don't bring that happiness that we wanted. And what the Bible actually teaches us is that happiness, that satisfaction in life really comes from serving. That we're satisfied most when we serve when we live for something bigger than ourselves. It's why at Ivy we're so, so keen and we make such a big deal about getting everybody involved on teams. It's not that we need all of our teams packed out, it's because we understand that we find who we really are when we're serving other people. So question, are you a servant of God? Would you say yes I'm a servant of God. Yes, I'm in the family of God. Yes, I'm a child of God. If that's you, this is your job. Go and invite others. So Jesus is really warning us that some will always say no, but we've still got to go. We've still got to go. And I think this is what it means to be daring in faith. Because if I'm honest, a lot of the time, I really don't want to. Like, I've worked hard that I could have quite a good life. I'm enjoying the sunshine. You know, I'm enjoying life as it is. And if I'm really honest, I don't like rejection. I don't like it when people say no to me. And so I'd rather not. I'd rather just stay here with you guys and we can sing some awesome songs and have fun. Like, that sounds way better. I mean, why, why can't they come to us anyway? Why should I have to go and tell them? Why can't they come and ask me? That would be better. That'd be easier. Like, we don't really want to a lot of the time. So let's look at the last words Jesus said to his disciples before he went to heaven. In Matthew 28 19, he says this. He says, All power and authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. There's that word again. Go to all the people in every nation and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what we're going to be doing next week. Baptize them and teach them to do everything I have told you, and I will be with you always. So when Jesus is saying to us, go, it's not like, go away. It's not like a get out of here, go. It's more like a, 
a let's go. Because he says, I will be with you always. That's his promise to us as we go. It's a let's go. So in a way, even when Jesus says to you, go, he's kind of also saying, come. Even when he says, go, he says, come. He's saying, I will be with you always. Come with me. Let's get the rest. Let's tell them about the banquet that's going to last forever. Let's tell them about a life which is so much better than the shadows. Come with me. Jesus is saying, they're going to say no, some of them. But we do still have to go because there's so many others and they really do want to know. I remember when I was a kid, thinking about church, and if you'd have asked me, would I ever be a Christian? I was like, no way, no way. What relevance does God have on my life? I thought church was like hymns and and teacups and, I don't know, reciting words I didn't understand, and it just seemed so far away. However, at the same time, if you'd have asked me about Jesus, I'd have been like, yeah, he kind of seems all right. You know, I don't think many people have a problem with Jesus. Jesus is all about love. Jesus is all about freedom. Jesus is all about the good stuff. And so most people are like, oh, I love Jesus. But if we're honest, they probably have more of a problem with church. And that's because I think we haven't necessarily done the best job at explaining what Jesus is or who Jesus is. That our job isn't to make people who are us our job is to help people find a relationship with Jesus. And that's why I loved what Andy was sharing earlier. I absolutely love what the higher tour is doing because they're going out and they're showing Jesus, they're showing God in a way that these guys understand. They're getting rid of all the, the boulders, all the difficulties in the middle, and they're saying, look, look, we just want to show you this God that has got us so passionate that we can't stand still. We want to show you a God that's so passionate that we'll devote our careers, we'll devote our lives to him. Because being out of the cave is so much better than being in the cave. And like he was saying, almost, almost 2,000 people, almost 2,000 young people in this city, in this week, have said, I want to make a decision to know that God. People want to know Jesus. People really want to know Jesus. Phenomenal. The impact that that's going to have on their lives. The impact that's going to have on our city is massive. It's why we're like, let's all get there tonight. Let's get on board. Let's not just say this is a message thing. Let's own this. This is our thing because we're one church in this city. So I want to ask you, where are you in that cave? Where do you see yourself? Are you inside that cave? And is Jesus today calling you out and saying, come, come to me? Or are you outside the cave? And is Jesus calling you back in? We live in a world um, where there's so many people whose lives really do feel like those caves. And... I'm not just talking about the ends of the earth, I'm talking about this city where we live as well. That there's people who will never hear of this Jesus, even here in the city. And so when I talk about going, um, I don't know where God's gonna send you. 
I don't know where he wants you to go. I don't know what he wants you to do. And I think like I spent years getting lost in that question as well. Like, God, what's my calling? Where do you want me to go? And um, who do you want me to be, I guess? And, and, I, and maybe you're here and you're like, I don't know what God's plan is for my life. I don't know what my purpose is for my life. Um, but I can tell you that it's to go. There's to go. And as you go, I believe God will sort out all the rest. As you get into sync with his big plans, with his plans for this world, with his plans for this nation, with his plans for this city, everything else will fall into place. And I don't know about you, but honestly, genuinely, I can't just enjoy the light if I know that there's people who don't know about it. I can't just be outside and having fun knowing that there's people who could be with us. Um, I believe that it's God's plan that everybody be told, everyone be invited, that His, His, His heaven is full, that His church is full. Because every single one of those people is a person who gets to know Jesus. So I'd like to invite everyone to stand with me, please. I'm going to read a daring faith commitment. And I'm going to read all the way through. And then if you want to make this commitment with me, if you want to say, I'm going to commit to that stuff as well, I'd like you to read it with me. So if we can get it on the screen, it says this, in gratitude for all that Jesus Christ has done for me, I come to him now so that I will know him more. I come with the deep desire to grow in my faith with others here. And because I want other people to be in heaven too, I'm asking God to help me go and give me the privilege of inviting other people to meet Jesus too. To see them come to know Him and be baptised and become part of our church family. I know I cannot do this in my own power, but I trust in God, in daring faith to see it happen. So if you want to dare to go wherever God sends you, to the poor, to the lost, to the dark, to the hurt, to the messy, to the uncomfortable, if you want to stand here and like Isaiah said, say, God, here am I, send me, wherever, whenever, I'd like you to pray this with me right now. Let's say it together. In gratitude for all that Jesus Christ has done for me, I come to Him now so that I will know Him more. I come with the deep desire to grow in my faith with others here. And because I want other people to be in heaven too, I'm asking God to help me go and give me the privilege of inviting other people to meet Jesus too, to see them come to know Him and be baptised and become a part of our church family. I know I cannot do this on my own power, but I will trust God in daring faith to see it happen. Can you please close your eyes? Father, thank you for every single person who just prayed that prayer and meant it. I ask that you will bless their lives to the fullest. I pray that you will protect their families. You protect their minds. You protect their health. You protect their finances, their jobs, their homes. Lord, as we step out and we come to You, we pray You help us as we go for You. 
God, we don't want to waste our lives. We want every moment to be meaningful. We want to do the best we can with what we have here. So help us to use it wisely. Help us to make the most of this opportunity so that so many will have the thrill of coming to know You. Lord, I pray over this Easter period that this will be the time when more people come back to You than at any other point in this church's history. Lord, send us and use us as we invite people to come and meet You. Amen. Please keep your eyes closed just for another moment. While we're here and in this space, I wanna give the opportunity for anybody else who's here and wants to say that they, that they wanna come to Jesus. Maybe you've never known Jesus like the way that we speak about Him. Maybe you used to, but you've been away for a long time and maybe you recognise that, you recognise that you want to come. Jesus describes life and He says, I've come to you so that you could have life and life to the fullest. That's His promise. That's what we're passionate about in this church, that people will come to know God, that their lives would be transformed in the best possible way, that you would have freedom and you will have passion and you will have joy. You will have life to the fullest. And if you're here today and you wanna say, I wanna follow that Jesus. And maybe you don't know anything else, you don't, you don't know what it all means, but you're like, I'm willing, I'm willing to say yes to Jesus. Right now, wherever you are, I would just like to invite you to raise your hand high so that I can pray with you. Thank you. Hands going up at the back. Anybody else who's just here and they say, I wanna pray that prayer. Thank you, another. Fantastic. I'm going to pray and I'd like everybody who wants to pray that prayer, whether it's for the first time today or whether you pray it every single week with us, we're all going to pray this prayer together. Jesus, Jesus, I come to you. Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I follow you. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you made a way for me to leave the cave. Lord, I want to come into your light. And I want my life to be about more. Lord, and here am I. Send me too. Amen.